Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on there? It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? I feel good and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters. Coming up in 20 minutes, Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball, longtime senior writer on the NBA for Sports Illustrated, also NBA.com. He'll join us in actually 30 minutes to discuss last night's Game 5 of the NBA Finals. You know, the most important part of the Nuggets championship run was simply the consistency of Nikola Jokic, that every single night you knew what you got out of him. And that's that's something that's really rare even for superstars, that there was no ups and downs. There wasn't like a bad game two followed by an explosive game three or the first two games of the series, Jokic wasn't very effective. Then the last three games, he had a huge night. Jokic was just who Jokic was every single night of the entire postseason. In fact, if you just look at his regular season stats compared to his postseason stats, they're essentially identical. During the regular season, he averaged 24 points per game, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. He averaged a triple-double. Again, 24, 12, and 10. And that was basically what he did throughout the postseason. In this NBA Finals, he averaged 30, 14, and 7. He had six more points. He had two more rebounds and had three fewer assists. But he was right in that realm. That's what he was doing basically every single night. His remarkable consistency is what I think is the most impressive thing because you could just pencil him in. Look at the numbers he put up in the NBA Finals. 27, 14, and 10. 41, 11, and 4. 32, 21, and 10. 23, 12, and 4. 28, 16, and 4. You just knew. He was good for 25 points or more, 10 rebounds or more, and 7 assists or more. That was basically it. And he did that every single series. He got better, actually, between the conference finals and the NBA finals. He averaged 28 points per game versus 30 points per game from playing the Lakers versus playing the Heat. And he averaged a triple-double in almost every series of this postseason. The Nuggets also only lost one game 
after going 2-2 in the second round with the with the Phoenix Suns. They were by far the best team in the NBA this year. A one seed of the West didn't really get much of a challenge in the postseason. 2-2 with the Suns was the closest that it came, but it never felt like Phoenix had control of that series. Felt like kind of the Nuggets exhaled. And to be frank, I thought that Nuggets exhale, where they had gotten scorched defensively by the Suns of those two games, they gave up 121 and 129 of those two games against the Suns, I thought ultimately would hurt them. It didn't. I did not think they had the capability to win a championship because I thought they were going to have some really lackadaisical defensive nights and it would come back to haunt them. And guess what? It didn't. Now, I want to be fair here. I do think they benefited from the competition that they played in the final two rounds. The Lakers, with an aged LeBron and AD, who was sometimes there, sometimes not, and a Heat team that had Jimmy Butler and a band of misfits, did not provide equitable firepower to us to really see whether the Nuggets could come up with a big defensive game. The finals was really an unfair fight because the the Heat just simply didn't have the weapons to be able to challenge what the Nuggets did. The Nuggets were almost entirely healthy. The Heat didn't have Tyler Hero. And the Heat were relying on undrafted guys to hit threes. Max Strews, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and ultimately that well ran dry. So the Nuggets were deserving of a championship, but we didn't really figure out whether the Nuggets against a great offensive team in the final two rounds were going to be able to kind of overcome what were some major defensive lapses. And so much so that Michael Malone talked about them openly over the course of this season and early on in the postseason. The Nuggets provide a blueprint for other NBA teams. This is the really good thing. Maybe you weren't too locked into the NBA Finals. But if you're an NBA fan, you should be very happy about the way this thing went down. Number one, I feel like I say this a lot, but I love this sports era where non-traditional powers are finally delivering titles. The Cavs won a title. The Raptors won a title. The Bucks won a title. Now the Nuggets won a title. You know, before the last 10 years, even the last seven years, it was the same teams winning year after year after year. And when you got there, you know, you usually dominated for a while. The Bulls dominated for a while. The Lakers, the Celtics seem to always be there. When the Rockets won, they went back to back. When the Spurs won, they won five championships. You won them in bulk. The Heat won one with Shaq and Wade, then won two and went to four consecutive with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. We've had eras, the bad boys of the Pistons, eras where they were kind of swallowed whole by just a handful of teams. And now, Cavs, Raptors, Bucks, Nuggets? I mean, did I ever think I'd see the day where the Cavs, the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Nuggets all won NBA championships within a seven-year period? No. So that part is great. The doors have swung open more for more teams. And we could extend that to Major League Baseball. 
and the NFL. The NFL's been this way for a while, but baseball wasn't always this way. And baseball's had the Cubs win a World Series, the Royals win a World Series, the Astros win a pair of World Series. These are hard luck franchises for a long time. And they've won championships. So this is a good era. But more specifically, instead of just kind of hoping that you are one of the long-forgotten teams and you just happen upon good luck, is that the Nuggets provide a blueprint of patience. It's hard. Hard to find patience in today's day and age. That's why I really value working at CBS Sports Radio. Look at the continuity of hosts on this network and compare them to other national sports radio networks. You know, we've been part of CBS Sports Radio in one time slot or another for all 10 and a half years. Amy Lawrence has been part of this network for all 10 and a half years. We left the overnights eight and a half years ago and Amy slid in and she's been there ever since. Jim Rowe has been in that same slot every day for 10 and a half years. We've had people leave, Doug Gottlieb, Feinstein, Scott Farrell. There's been some, Tiki and Tierney. But the people that have slid into those slots have been there. They've been there for years. You become familiar with them. They don't get ripped away from you. They don't get fired. They don't try to interchange piece after piece and this athlete and this athlete and this host and this host. Continuity matters, and patience is hard to find in 2023, which is why I really appreciate CBS Sports Radio. Me and Morass have been together for 10 and a half years. That's rare in syndicated radio. So patience is hard to find, and the Nuggets had it big time. They hired a coach. They drafted Jokic. They drafted Jamal Murray. And even though it wasn't quite working to a certain degree, They just said, let it be. We're not going to blow it up. We believe in this. And then they started assembling other parts. The trade for Aaron Gordon. I'll be honest, when they traded for Aaron Gordon, I'm like, really? I mean, are the Nuggets that close to where they think Gordon's going to get them over the hump? That hump, they think that suddenly that's going to be the the key to a championship? Well, guess what? Aaron Gordon was a leading scorer in one of the games in the finals this, this week. You know, they... They stayed the course, even through Jamal Murray's injuries. This Nuggets team might have won a championship before this year had Jamal Murray not missed two postseasons due to the ACL. There is a lesson here, and that is every offseason, you don't have to remake, reinvent the wheel, rip apart the locker room, fire the coach, find a new guy. Sometimes it has to happen, I think. We saw that in Philadelphia. I think Doc Rivers had to be fired, that they had just kept hitting their head on the same ceiling. But for the Nuggets, this is a good blueprint. You don't have to be a massive market team that draws free agents. You do have to draft well. Got to get a little lucky. They got a little lucky on Jokic, let's face it. But you can be patient, and you can have smart people, and you can just kind of let it percolate, and you, you might have a champion. So that's a good lesson, I think, for today's NBA. And I, I frankly hope that we've gotten away from just the supercharged off-seasons of grabbing the most talent and assuming that's how you got to win a title. We just assemble super teams and get all of the talent. That's how it's going to win, how, it's, how we're going to win. Maybe not. 
maybe now what we saw in this finals, the Heat and the Nuggets, two franchises kind of knew who they were and grew into themselves, didn't fire coaches, stayed the course, and found themselves battling for a championship. You can hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4CBS. More with Ian Thompson on the NBA Finals coming up here in a few minutes. But I do want a little nugget, a little note on the Oakland A's. You guys know how invested I am in this situation. And I just want to give a little hat tip to the A's fans who are organizing a reverse boycott tonight. I wish I could be in Oakland for this thing. And this is so, this is just set up so perfectly. But A's fans are sick and tired of hearing that they don't care. That's what they've been told. That's what people see with an empty coliseum. And that's why people assume that they've got to leave town. They've got to go to Vegas or somewhere else. And the A's are sick and tired of hearing that. A's fans. They said, it's not that we don't want to show up. It's not that we don't care about this team. It's that this owner is taunting us by fielding an intentionally poor squad. Peter Gammons tweeted, the A's winning six in a row is a reminder that the players are not the problem. The players are trying. The humiliation is an owner waiting for someone to pay for a stadium. Buster Olney liked this tweet and said exactly The decision to tank is the owner's choice. So there's two of the more reputable baseball voices calling it for what it is. It's not that there's apathy in Oakland, which most of the sports audience outside of the Bay Area assumes. And they look at the fact that the Warriors moved to San Francisco and the Raiders moved to Las Vegas and assume Well, sports doesn't matter in Oakland, so the A's have to leave. And that's not true because tonight, I want you to pay attention to the reverse boycott. Local fan organizers have said tonight is the night that everybody show up to the ballpark and show how much we care so that for one night, you will see that we care so much, we'll show up and sell out the joint. Right now, they might fill up the entire Coliseum. And right now, the A's just happened to catch fire and won six straight going into it. And right now, tonight, win or lose, there is egg on John Fisher's face and the A's organization and Major League Baseball as well. Because tonight, you will see, it's not apathy in Oakland. And it wasn't that somehow the A's got handed a raw deal. They haven't been able to get their act together in Vegas, which is why there's been such a drain on trying to get them a ballpark there too. People want more out of John Fisher and Dave Cavill and the rest of those guys because those guys are crooks. They want more guarantees. They want more promises. They want more, what are you going to do for us? And the A's ownership is not going there because they're not trustworthy guys. They want handouts. They're dysfunctional. So tonight you're going to see a ton of rowdy fans at the Coliseum to remind you, oh yeah, people do care there. 
and that the A's were intentionally ripped down to the studs so that they'd be bad and nobody would care to grease the skids of them leaving. And what has happened right now at this point in time, June the 13th, 2023? The A's are still without a home. That's not Oakland's fault. It's not the fans' fault in Oakland. You can put some pressure on the Oakland government, but the same pressure should go to the Vegas government of why they're hesitating as well. Both sides smell a rat. And again, I, I ask you to rethink your position if all you assume is nobody cares at Oakland and so they got to move. That's factually incorrect. And I wish I could be in Oakland tonight for the game. Obviously, with a newborn, that wasn't going to happen. But I'm with you in spirit, and I can't wait to see the scene tonight at the Coliseum. Go get them. When we come back here on the show, Ian Thompson on last night's NBA Finals, and we'll continue breaking down Jokic and just where he now sits in the pantheon of the great players, not only in today's game, but now all time. CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I went to journalism school, and my show becomes most notable for sheer buffoonery. Now, look, some of this is my... I I embrace the buffoonery. I have been a buffoon. I have been a clown. I'm not holier than thou or super serious about myself, so I embrace it all. I like this to be a circus. Okay. Well then. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. The defensive player of the week is Aaron Gordon, who defended Jimmy Butler during the series and had a huge block on Kyle Lowry in the fourth quarter, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly served the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more, NavyFederal.org. We'll talk NBA Finals coming up here with Ian Thompson of formerly Sports Illustrated NBA.com, the author of The Soul of Basketball. It is a Trash Tuesday, and so Daryl is trashing hard water. It's a hard water in our <laughs> town. 
Tired of cleaning the scale out of the shower heads and water softening systems are very expensive. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. What a beatdown. Not Connor Green trashing dump trucks. Every morning one <laughs> turns out in front of me when there's no one behind me for miles. They have to be doing it on purpose and just want me to crash. Hashtag dumpy. Hashtag beep, idiots. beep. Sanitation just arrived. He's now, fine. Speaking of the real Connor Green, is he going to come to Bob's Bar like he did last year? Have we extended the personal invitation? Uh, I have not talked to Connor Green about that. Remember last year he was part of the bet payoff. I kind of yeah, feel hmm. like Boyle's our new Green. I hate to say that. We should extend him the personal invitation, though, because yeah. if, if you're once a member of the Bob's Bar show, you should always have the golden ticket. You're probably right. I think we ran into the same issue last year where we sent out an email 48 hours before the whole staff inviting them. And, maybe we're gonna... and the staff hated us for that. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to have to do that again. I did yep. see Connor recently, last Thursday night, and it felt like we were strangers. Really? Yeah. I still get a good dose of Connor because he was still my producer on Sunday morning football during the fall. But, yeah, here on the show, he doesn't do any cameos anymore because he's full-time, and so he has set shifts, and they're not mornings on the network. He slides between the network and then the local side of things, and they, it doesn't yeah. run into this these hours. I have a theory, perhaps, for the PGP, but I don't think that's entirely true. Oh, do you think this is a Pete the Body scheduling situation? Well, with, with your paternity leave, I was asked by Pete about the next dose that will be coming up. And he was going over some things. He's like, I might be able to get you Connor for two days. I, thought, I said, I thought Connor was off limits because of his full-time job. He goes, well, if we really need him, I could I could workshop something in. I think that Connor Green's got so good at the DA show job that Pete found his match for somebody I think internally he thought we liked better than him and therefore doesn't Whoa. go above and beyond wow. trying to workshop him in here uh, because he is full-time. Another accusation against Pete. So you think... I think he put wow. Connor into exile. No, like not wow. exile, because Connor does have shifts. Remember, he's not taking money out of Connor's pocket. So you do have to go through a couple changes, right? But it does involve like two extra moves to get Connor over here. But they are very doable, right? And he is full time, Connor. Yes, I just believe Pete doesn't want to a do two moves instead of one, and b. I know in having conversation with Pete, he knows how much we loved Connor for so long that I think Pete felt threatened by Connor. Mm. So the, the less Connor, wow. the better is the Pete approach from Pete. Explains schedule. why I keep getting the call. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> wow. Well, I think it's just as you said, Pete and the scheduling team at CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Seem to like the path of least resistance. Sure. All bosses do. I, All look, bosses. Yeah, okay. I would still rate that as the primary reason. That's the primary reason. But right. why, you know, why suddenly with you out would he be willing to give me Connor is my question. Wow. Feels threatened. That's a bold statement. Well, look. Here's what the it is. Sl- the sloppy salami if the I gook fits. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the sloppy salami says I'm trashing people who wait to turn on their ACs until the hottest days of the summer, then complain when they don't work and my company can't get out there to service it. Maybe be proactive for once in your damn life. Hashtag stay hot. Oh, he actually said be proactive for once in your life, Edith. So I don't know if this is specifically <laughs> a, a customer of his. <laughs> 
But trash her, I guess. We'll trash her. It's the landfill overnight in El Paso. Kyle is trashing the Heat, the Nuggets, and the refs. Get them all out. And to the Panthers, eat it. Go Knights. Trash them. Let's face it. That's straight trash. And Carla with a K says, good morning. I'm trashing my son who's a groomsman for his childhood bestie, but we can't leave in time for the rehearsal because he's working in the morning even though we have a nine-hour drive to the wedding. That's why I can't come oh. to the Bob's Bar Show. Whoa. All right, trash him. Please keep your social distancing. Nine-hour drive is about the limit, I think, where you well, got to start thinking about flying. Imagine trashing your kid for being a hard worker. <laughs> or did he and not take off like he was supposed to? Yeah, I don't, either way, it feels like he's doing the right thing and working. <laughs> I can't trust my kid for that. Time for headlines. Here's Andrew Bogish. And these sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your phone, your furry peats with life, electronic device, and pet health insurance. He is the first player ever to lead the NBA postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. He is the eighth ever to average over 50 points plus rebounds plus assists while reaching the finals. Nikola Jokic, as expected, named finals MVP after his Nuggets closed out the Heat last night, 94-89 in Game 5 in Denver. Jokic had 28 points, 16 boards, and 4 assists in a defensive slugfest. Since Game 1 in San Diego, it was something different about this team. Uh, I felt it. Uh, I felt it something, some different, different energy. And every day since 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 that day, it was. I had the same feeling. So, uh, I'm not really optimistic guy, but uh, that that gave me a hope that we can do something. That training camp optimism is now the first title in franchise history after 47 years in the NBA. The Nuggets joined the Spurs as the only ABA originals to win the NBA crown, but it wasn't pretty last night. The Nuggets just 5 for 28 from 3. They missed 10 free throws, but they held the Heat to 9 of 35 from 3, 34% shooting total. Jimmy Butler finished an inconsistent series with 21 points, 5 for 18 from the floor. He says he leaves with only good memories. I'm just grateful. I learned so much. They taught me so much. And I wish I could have got it done for these guys because they, they definitely deserve it. Um, but the one thing that I, I'm going to take from it is how grateful I am to be able to compete with them. While you the guys nu- think that the Nuggets would have beaten the Celtics too? Yes, I do. Yes, folks? Yes, I do as well. Do you think the Nuggets would have beaten the Bucks? I do. I do. I believe that they didn't have the best record in the East because the West was a harder schedule to navigate. Is there any team in the NBA playoffs that would have been a bad matchup for the Nuggets? I think the I think the Bucks would have been with Giannis. I think Giannis versus Jokic would have been remarkable. Yeah, it would not have been an easy yeah. NBA title. I think it would have been great, but I do think the Nuggets would have won in six or seven. That would have been the best NBA finals, right? Totally Giannis would have versus yes. Jokic. And it would have been in Milwaukee to start, which might have, which to me I think tips it in the Bucks' favor. <sighs> Yeah, and it would have put some pressure on the Nuggets. That was the one thing. The Nuggets could play from ahead in all of these series because they started at home, and they really never got into too many crunch time situations like in the series. They were 2-2 with the Suns, but it didn't feel like the Suns had snatched control of the series. So that is interesting. The Nuggets were totally deserving, but it it didn't ever feel like they were pushed too hard. I do wonder now if Kevin Durant, in essence, played in two pseudo-NBA finals by losing to the Bucks a couple years ago in round two and losing to the Nuggets this year in round two. If that well, was inevitably the, the best match. the second-best team? I don't well, know. Well, if you're asking me to pick who I think, then I think Nuggets-Suns, in essence, the whole path, I think the Suns would have been a better matchup than both the Bucks and the Celtics. 
Well, they were a matchup. I know, but I'm six. saying if it got to the finals and we saw the Nuggets win that in six, I think that's that's where the Nuggets would have been pushed the most is about what the Suns did, even Maybe. with the Bucks. Maybe. I agree with you guys, though. I, there was nobody in the East besides the Bucks. I don't think the Celtics would have stood much of a chance at the Nuggets. Uh, one last oddity from last night. Denver's Christian Brown won the NBA title the season after winning March Madness. Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Henry Bibby, and Billy Thompson, the only other players to pull off that double. Thompson was the last with Louisville in 86, then the Lakers the following year. Free agent wideout DeAndre Hopkins spent Sunday night and yesterday with the Titans, but no offer, no deal. He's now expected in New England tomorrow and Thursday. Phillies catcher JT Realmuto had a pretty good Monday night in Arizona. 1-0 pitch. Swung on. Hit yes. well. Left yes. center field. It's got a chance. Carroll up the alley. Can't get it. It's off the wall. JT's in at second, and he's hit for the cycle. JT Realmuto, the first Phillies player since 2004 to hit for the cycle. What a night for JT. That's Scott Fransky on Phillies radio. However, no win for JT. A 9-8 decision for the Diamondbacks. They're on a six-game run, as are those A's after holding off the Rays 4-3. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. Our next guest, longtime NBA writer, Sports Illustrated, NBA.com, the author of The Soul of Basketball. Joining us this morning on the show is a friend of ours here on the program, our friend Ian Thompson. Ian, good morning. Good morning. Morning, D. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great. great. You can you watch, can watch our, conversation our conversation with, with Ian, Ian at watchda.com or on Twitch or on YouTube. Ian, do you think that the Bucks would have provided the most resistance to a Nuggets championship? Yeah. Yeah, they would have had the size to, uh, to um, make it harder on Jokic. I think Denver would have won that series anyway. Um just because Denver has been the most solid team all year. And if you look back at their schedule, God, when was the last time they were blown out? It's been two or three months. Um, they're in every single game, and that sets them apart from the rest of the league. Um, they've just – they're there, and they they take on the personality of Jokic in that way, the way he always shows up, the way he's so steady. If you look at his shooting percentages over the year and the fact that when he plays well – it helps the team when he has those triple doubles. They just don't lose. Um, I And the fact that they're a unique team, they play unlike anybody else in the league. There's, 20, there's 29 teams playing one style, and then there's Denver's because they play through Jokic a bit like the so old I am. The, the Trailblazers play through Bill Walton, and it's just a unique style, and he's a unique player in this league that emphasizes athleticism, the best player is a guy that doesn't get off the floor. So you would make him the best player of the NBA today, better than Giannis? Um, yeah. Now, more talented, that's, that's where NBA guys go askew, right? So you would look at the two and say Giannis has to be the better player. He can do so much more athletically, and he's such a threat, and – he plays with that fire. Um, I remember talking, I remember talking to uh, Jerry Sloan, the old Utah, God rest his soul, coach of the Utah Jazz years ago. Why, why were Stockton and Malone so good? And he said, it's because they play close to the floor. And what he meant was they never get hurt and they're always under control. 
And so in this era of uh, heightened athleticism, when we've never seen athletes like the NBA has, the reason why this guy dominates is because he doesn't rely on his athleticism. He's counterintuitive uh, and he's just so different and everything slows down to his style, everything, even off the court. When everybody else is celebrating last night and crying and going crazy, he's like, yeah, I can't wait to get home on Sunday because I got horse racing. You know, he's just, everything's to his speed. And I don't know. I I just think he's unique. I I do think he is the best player. He said something like the job is over. Now we can go home or something like that. It was so matter of fact that he had just won a championship and you can superimpose that next to Jordan crying as he cradles the trophy or LeBron exhorting as he holds a trophy, or all of these guys that it, it feels like it's their end-all, be-all of their lives, their careers. And for Jokic, it just is so like, this was the job, we got the job done, now we get to go home. And I wonder if that attitude, do you think, is part of the reason people overlook his greatness? I, I think it's, um, I think his point of view is so different from ours in this country. Um, in Europe, basketball is not a business. They, they don't know how to run it as a business, and it hurts them that way. And that's why the, the business is suffering. Over here, it's an entertainment industry. So I think he sees through all of it. And, uh, you know, here's a guy, he's the second last pick in the All-Star game, and he kicks everybody's butt all season long. I think he sees through all of it. So after the game, everybody's making a big show for the cameras and everything, and he he wants no part of it. Um, I just find myself wondering, um, I don't think we can take for granted that he's going to have the same point of view of all the other great players that we've seen um, that he's necessarily going to play into his mid-30s or late-30s the way a guy with that much talent who has the game to play that long because he doesn't rely on his athleticism I, I'm not saying he's going to pull a Barry Sanders or anything, but he's just not the same as everybody else. He has a different point of view. He sees through all of it. And he's not, he, he doesn't look like a guy that's worrying about where he's going to stack up on the all-time greatest hits list. I don't think that any of that means anything to him based on what he says. Ian Thompson joins us here on the show, longtime NBA writer, the author of The Soul of Basketball. And – Tell me what you mean by he sees through this. What is he cynical then about the pomp and circumstance, the hysteria around NBA basketball? I don't see any cynicism in him. It's a great question. I don't see any cynicism in him, but I, I just think that he's in it for something different. And um, <clears throat> look, he's a guy that came over and nobody saw the potential in him. He had to prove it. Um, he's the best player now. Why didn't people see it? Um, the rest of the league plays a certain way. He plays his own way. He just sees when he plays, he sees things that no one else sees. Denver plays a style that no one else plays. Um, they, he stands out on top and holds the ball up there where no one else can get at it. And he just waits. 24 seconds, that's okay, it's clicking in my head, and he just waits and finds somebody open or else makes a play himself, and and he doesn't rise up over the air, and if somebody's dunking on him, he doesn't care, he's going to contest it anyway. All of these rules that, that 
exist uh, in the entertainment industry of the NBA don't apply to him. And so I, I don't think he looks down on it or he's angry about it. I just think it means nothing to him. I just, I just think it's not why he's playing. Uh, he's, he's, it's a test of himself and he loves uh, fulfilling his potential and his vision for making plays and helping his teammates play better. And, you know, winning a championship obviously means a lot to him, but the, the entertainment part of it, that's so much a part of the NBA and all the sports in America. I just don't think that that registers for him. This Nuggets franchise is the beneficiary of patience. They've been together for seven or eight years. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Michael Malone, list goes on and on. Is that because of actual Stan Kroenke saying, let's be patient here? Is that the front office going, let's be patient here? Or is that an owner that might have been detached enough not to care to make changes? I think when, you know, a quote, small market franchise, and it doesn't want to go into luxury tax. And so it, it's like getting when you when you start over and then start over again, and you fire coaches and you dump players, it, it's like getting divorced. It's really expensive. So, so they're not there. If they have a guy like Jokic that they believe in, and he doesn't want to leave Denver, the way Giannis hasn't wanted to leave Milwaukee, how powerful is that? The last time they had a star, the guy couldn't wait to go to New York, Carmelo Anthony. Um, this guy, none of that means anything to him. He's happy being in Denver. I think he, maybe he'd almost rather be in Denver than New York. Um, the The outside influences are less burdensome for him. So why not stick with that guy? Um, you know, and, and you can look at how the injury to Murray set them back. And so it was smart to see that, that last year, they weren't going to do anything anyway, without, without Jamal Murray. And this year it might've been slow working him back in and, you know, how they missed him in the playoffs a couple of years ago. So I, I just think it, it makes sense the way they did it. Um, and I just love seeing their coach come out right after the game and say, let's, let's win another one. I just love, I just love that, that he's aiming high. He's known his team the whole time. He knows, he knows what works with them. They don't cut him off. They listen to him. And obviously he thinks that's, that's a good way for them to go into the summer. Um, well, think about another one. They are the Vegas odds favorite to win it again next year, at least the early Vegas favorites. Do you think this is sustainable? Do you think that this core team can can make a few runs at this in the next couple of years? It is because, again, Jokic is um, uh, he, he plays like a durable player. He doesn't leave the floor. He's uh, he, he rarely loses his balance. Um and so I, he should, he, he's more likely to be available than just about any other star in the league going forward. Um, the opposite of Anthony Davis, right? Like Anthony Davis is so athletic and that, that puts him in some very unfortunate positions where, where he gets hurt, but Jokic doesn't seem to have to deal with that. And then um, Murray came back stronger from his, from his injury um, and all the work he put into his body to recover from it. So, yeah, I mean, losing Bruce Brown is going to hurt them, but um, they go in 
in a much more solid position than than anybody else. They know who they are. All these other teams are trying to figure it out. They fired their coaches or they need to make roster moves. All these other teams are trying to figure it out. Denver knows who they are. Ian Thompson, longtime NBA writer, has written a really cool book, and Father's Day is here. So if you've got a basketball fan in your household, this might be a good gift. It's called The Soul of Basketball, the epic showdown between LeBron, Kobe, Doc, and Dirk that saved the NBA. Now, maybe a generation ago, setting up where Jokic and Jimmy Butler took advantage of it this year, heading to the NBA Finals. Available online, every place that you can find books. Ian, always good to catch up, buddy. Thanks so much for all of your help throughout the NBA season. It's always much appreciated. Uh, I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Ian Thompson, our guest this morning on the show. When we come back, we've got your advanced analytics and your epic fail. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Okay, so today we asked you guys about a little little question that we were discussing earlier in the show, okay? And we had a couple of things that we were kind of kicking around this morning, but ultimately we settled on... With Stan Kroenke winning his third professional championship in 18 months, do you view Kroenke as the best owner in sports or he's still a snake for moving the Rams out of St. Louis? Remember, he won with the Rams a Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. This year, the Nuggets. He owns all three. He also owns Arsenal in the Premier League and owns the lacrosse team, the Colorado Mammoth, who won a title. Arsenal came in second place this year in the Premier League, led for a lot of the season, and he owns the MLS's Colorado Colorado Rapids. Well, 59% of you say he's a snake still for moving the Rams out of St. Louis. That is your story today, and Our data tells us that Stan Kroenke's full name is Enos Stanley Kroenke. Enos after Enos Slaughter, a player in the 46 World Series. And Stanley for Stan Musial, grew up in Cardinals country in Missouri, Walmart, or maybe Arkansas. Kroenke's first job sweeping the floor at his father's business, Mora Lumber. By age 10, he was keeping the company's books. And Kroenke also owns two esports franchises, the L.A. Gladiators and the L.A. Gorillas, as in G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-S, who won their first major franchise history championship in the Call of Duty League. So add that to Kroenke's wares. Okay, let's get your epic fail this morning. What did we decide again in the epic fail? <laughs> the fail is going to be Pete's new car scam. Oh, yeah. Low-stakes scamaroonie. Here it is. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Why do you have to handle his card keys? That's another story I can't tell on the air. I'll tell it. I don't care. You don't care. You're not Pete. Pete Pete is in... Actually, I should... Anyway, Pete is in a car that 
may or may not be supposed to be in a shop, so he doesn't Stolen? want to. Voila. He doesn't <laughs> want. He does not want a paper trail on his phone app for paying the meter. That could come back to anybody questioning why his car is not currently in a shop that it's supposed to be. I think you're an idiot. As if somebody's going to hire Perry Mason to go <laughs> yes. to subpoena <laughs> Pete's phones. Forget the bugs. So they, yeah, his oh auto body shop. He had something happen to his auto body shop, and they told him, hey, wait till the insurance adjuster gets here. You could t- The car's driver will take the car. They're not going to be here for a couple weeks. Pete, it's been an emotional time for me. But in his mind, the adjuster thinks the car is sitting there for two weeks. So therefore, when he pays the parking meter outside work, he doesn't want a paper trail on his app that his license plate is being read. Can we clarify, I am not a shy guy that it is not in the shop because he thinks that his insurance company will not cover the damages to his car. There's always the lowest level scam going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if this is a scam. It's not. It's this weird, like, what's the right word? Like, paranoia. Like, who made him worry that, like, Geico's or Progressive is going to come charging in with flow and be like, show me your parking app, and I'm not going to give you your money. I go in a urinal. I go in the stall wherever. So there's actually more to this. On Friday, this first happened, and he sent Pat Boyle down with his credit card to pay the meter, but the card wasn't reading. Yeah. So Pat Boyle put it on his phone and put his license plate in on Pat Boyle's phone app, and Pete, instead of thanking Pat, yelled at him and said, if I wanted that done, I would have done it myself. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't like him. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. That is so classic. By the way, I think I can name our friend in in Vancouver. Gordon in Vancouver is 69 years old. He's flying standby to come to the Bob's Bar Show. And I said, if he makes it out, we were talking about this yesterday, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. And Gordon says, maybe I'll take the belch from Badlands and the kielbasa, but I'm not going to the pool, LOL. I'm too old for that. So Gordon gets to call a shot, but he might get slapped in the face by a kielbasa. He can't also relieve himself on the dog's grave just because he's coming from Vancouver. Well, so that not is true. That's off limits for everybody. <laughs> That's off limits for everybody. We count down. Three days to go until the Bob's Bar Show. There is some showers of the forecast, so if you are making the trip, just make sure you pack a poncho or an umbrella just in case we get a few sprinkles. You don't want to be a little wet and drippy during the show, or maybe you do. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer, Carlos Ortiz with a K on the wheels of steel, Andrew Bogish on headlines, Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 